Hello and welcome to the Fight Ransomware Podcast. I'm Ellen O'Brien and Fight Ransomware is brought to you by Carbonite, the data protection company for small and medium businesses. This week, something special. Norman Guadagno is on the road. He's at the RSA Conference 2017 where the world talks security. Norman, let's toss it to you in San Fran. Today we're coming to you live from the RSA Conference in San Francisco. And I am here with Brandon Williams, and I have a bio of Brandon right in front of me, which uh, hopefully is true. Uh, he's a seasoned vet in the security space with nearly two decades of experience in the technology information security. I don't know, he doesn't look old enough for that, but. Uh, I think it's more than two now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. He's, he's a young looking gentleman, <laughs> and he spent uh, the first several years working with education institutes and ISPs to secure their infrastructure. He co-founded and sold an IT consulting business. He's a distinguished fellow of the Information System Security Association and was also an adjunct professor at the University of Dallas's Graduate School of Management, where he taught in their NSA Certification Information Assurance Program. Whew, that's a mouthful. Uh, yeah, just shorten that. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome, Brandon. We're All glad right, that you're here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. So we're going to get right into this and uh, you know, just talk about being here at RSA, you know, it's early in the conference still. Uh, tell me a little bit about what brought you to RSA, what brings you every year, yep. uh, what are you looking for, what do you want to learn? So um, this year I'm speaking speaking on Friday. Uh, was gonna, the talk is called Pitching InfoSec in the Boardroom When Your Customers Don't Care. So we uh, did some research, released it uh, last year, and it sort of, instead of using methods that we see in a lot of research, where people will ask you about a hypothetical situation and say, you know, what's your opinion on it? We actually measured what buyers do after a breach. And as it turns out, they really don't care about the breach. So, you know, all this thing about brand value and customer degradation, really? not that big of a deal. Interesting. Yeah. So we're going to go through some strategies on, on how to do that. But what brings me here is, um, I mean, this is the information security mecca for the industry, right? Yep. Um, you know, I feel kind of bad. I've been a speaker a number of times and attended the conference a number of times. Uh, I don't go as, to as many sessions as I would like because it seems like we spend all of our time in meetings and, you know, doing stuff like this. Very and, true. <laughs> uh, when you get, you know, 30,000, 40,000 people all in one spot, uh, it's a great opportunity to do that. So, Great. Great. Yeah, there's a lot of people here. There's some yeah. good sessions this morning. I want to make sure people can uh, find out about those. And, you know, we also know that, uh, and people even brought this up in the keynote, I think, there are a lot of security vendors. Mm -hmm. Probably yeah. you've seen that yourself, oh, yeah. right? And and they're all doing good work, yep. but it can get a little overwhelming sometimes. Yep, How do you sort of sort through that? Yeah. So it's, I think it's really difficult because um, what's happened is, um, if you think back to the conference maybe 10, 15 years ago, I mean, obviously there was a fraction of the vendors here. And it seems like what's happened is uh, very innovative individuals have seen a security problem and then come up with a very small point solution to solve just that problem, yep. right? And so they solve that problem pretty well, and then they try to branch out to see, like, well, I, you know, I have to get, do more things, and they sort of start to lose their focus and don't do things as great, right? So I think when you, when, at least, you know, from our perspective, when we look for vendors, we look for ones that are going to solve business problems for us. If we can't tie it back to a business problem that we're trying to solve, you know, it's not all about security, it's about, you know, uptime, it's about data yep. protection, compliance obligations. If we're not solving some secure, uh, some business problem, we you know tend to look in other places too. And we want to find things that are additive, right? Yeah, for sure. So a lot of the vendors in the space, you know, they solve that one problem, but then they do it only in the context of their own world, which makes it a little bit challenging, right? Because yep. if I can't tie you into everything else, then you know I've just got this little thing sitting out here that I'll forget about and become shelfware. Right. No, for sure. So 
Uh, it's a great point when you see when you talk about tying it back to business. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that companies are ready to make that leap? Are they are they seeing the connection? How can we educate them more to see the connection? Right? What yeah. what, what do you think about that? So I think some companies are doing it. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think that the so I, I spend a lot of time in the security vendor space. I work for RSA. I work for Verisign. Um, and one of the things that we learned when I was at RSA was like the proper way to understand a client environment and how they work, right? So it's not just about speeds and feeds. It's like, tell me what business problems you have. Ask more questions yep. than you have answers yep. for. Um, and I really feel like that knowledge and education, if it passed on to the rest of the security vendor space, would be hugely valuable. I mean, as, as in this role that I'm in right now, I can't tell you how frustrating it is to just have salespeople calling me and solution engineers calling me without really understanding anything about banking at all. Right. Or, or right. what I'm doing in my job. Like, yep. it's, I, I don't have time for that stuff. Yeah, and, and that, but that's so typical, and it's obviously a problem in security, and it's a problem, you know, I get these solicitations in the, as a marketer, yeah, right? Yep. Uh, every day I get a dozen emails, yep. and it's, everyone starts out, or at least half of them start out with the, uh, you know, how, how are you thinking about doing content strategy? Right. Uh, or, or have you thought about your content yeah. strategy? It's like, yeah. I don't really believe that I'd probably be in this role for very long if I hadn't thought about content yeah. strategy at this point <laughs> yeah. uh, with a you know $200 million plus company that That's we're right. trying to run. Yeah. It's the same thing in security. Yep. Have you thought about protecting yourself? Well, uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty yeah, much, exactly. right? Yeah. What more can you do, right? Yeah. The, it's the question that comes next or it's right. the, the question behind the question that are really key and security vendors uh, not quite there yet, or at least some of them are yeah. not quite there. Some of them are. I think part of it too is like when I look for vendors, I want a, a partner who's going to really help me, right? So we had an expo where we had about 30 vendors out at our uh, offices um, a few months ago. And I had one ask me, he's like, well, how do I get in here? Like, how do I, you know, we want to do business with you. And I say, okay, look around. There's like 30 other companies here. Go figure out how to replace somebody else. You know, like if you tell me it's going to cost right. a half a million dollars, then find a way to remove $750,000 of expense from my budget. Yep. Right? That's additive. That's partnership. That's something that, you know, we will grow the spend over time if you can show me how we can work together. I, I love that point, right? It's like, what can you add? Yeah. Uh, and this is the notion that uh, I think uh, at some level, security, just like any other technology, has to be able to address both top line and bottom line. Correct, yeah. Right? And, and if you don't think like a business person when you're trying to sell this technology, yep. and even because we say, oh, I'm just telling to IT people. It's like, you're not. Right? No. IT people are business people too. They have a budget to follow. They have, yeah. right. They have to figure out how does it impact top line, how does it impact bottom right. line. Yep. Uh, do you think that the, this industry is going to mature to that level? Will it happen fast enough? Uh, what's your take on that? Uh, you know, I, I would love for it to. You know, personally, just yep. because it make, would make my life easier. Um, but I, you know, I think it's 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 going to come in cycles. You have some companies that have such a hot product that they don't need to do that. That you know, people will say, "Shut up and take my money." Yep. And you don't have to have any skills to do that. Right. Um, then you're going to have other companies whose product, you know, it, it solves a particular niche, but it can be additive, and then they really have to work. Like it's a longer sales cycle if you do that. If you really learn about the business and learn how it works. You know what what makes the different puts and takes happen and how does your quarterly cycle work like if you know that stuff it makes it uh, easier to be a value-added partner yeah for sure I think that's a great point uh, tell me a little bit about uh, I said you did some work uh, helping students yep. right, at the University of Dallas yes right so just tell me a little bit about that how do you how do you pass on the knowledge 
what do you think about a whole generation growing up in a in a cyber world? Yeah, it's, it's, I'm interested in your perspective. So this was, it was a different experience. It was a great experience for me. Um, I taught grad school, and the the students that came in, they were really like book knowledge, not very practical. Right. Um, and I would think that with technology, you'd maybe get a little bit better nowadays. But I can't tell you how many people that come out of we you know we hire interns and other people, yep. and they can't really work office. You know, like basic oh, Excel and uh, work, and it's, it's really It's shocking. amazing, yeah, isn't like, it? I don't know. We all grew up here. Like, yes. They can Google some things, not all things, you know. But, <laughs> um, I, you know, the, the students, what's really going to happen is the students are going to have to figure out, like, how to be generalists while they get good at certain things, right? Yep. So I feel like part of the value that I bring whenever I join a company is that all my training, formal education is all business. But, you know, my hands-on stuff is it's, it's all technical, security, routers, like, doing ISP work, doing all kinds of stuff, right? Development. And I've been there. I don't really know how a lot of that stuff works today. You don't want me doing development now, but I you know, know how to ask the right questions, which I think is a little bit different, right? Yeah, no, interesting interesting point of view. And uh, I think as people see more security breaches in the news, more hacks in the news, uh, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that it will make people become more aware of what they're doing or what they should be doing. I don't know, man. It's so... I've, you know, based on the research that we did, the, the studies show that, that the consumers really don't care unless there's some sort of financial harm. Yep. And really, there's really not. You know, And so when we look at a breach of a major company, pick one that happened in the last five years, right? doesn't matter. The last five months. More that, right? It doesn't matter. <laughs> but if you, if you think about it from a perspective of it's more like a flood or a hurricane, right? Yep. So what happens is you, you're going to have a dip in sales. You're going to have a, a recovery period where you have reserves that you had in cash. You're going to have to obtain capital. You have to spend to fix what happened, right? Just like yep. you would in a hurricane um, and now or a flood, whatever. And, and then, then you open your doors back again, right? And people will come back. Yep. So if you can weather the capital hit, which is basically what it is, right? right and there's right. a lot of things that happen, right? Cost of capital goes up. Like every, there a lot of negative stuff happens financially when a company has a breach. But it's really up to you know the company to manage it sort of like a natural disaster and then move on. Right, right. Yeah, that, that's, I'm not surprisingly, I come back to money. Oh, yeah. Uh, right, uh, doesn't everything after a while come back to money. Uh, I like that perspective, though, that, you know, it, it does come back to money, and I think we'll see more and more breaches, which I think will cost people yep. real money. Yeah. Right? Because that's just inevitable. Uh, we obviously deal a lot with ransomware. Uh, we talk about it a lot on, mm -hmm. on this podcast, and uh, it's something that is obviously monetizing, mm -hmm. right? And uh, today, we, in one of the keynotes, Chris Young of McAfee talked mm -hmm. about how they saw the first instance of ransomware back in 1989. Yep. But it was only when anonymous monetization through Bitcoin became yep. available that it took off, right? right? Yep. So the more ways there are to monetize malicious behavior, the more that they're going to happen. Yeah, right? follow the money, right? That's I mean, right. Always, yeah. always, maybe that's what they should be teaching in business school. Follow <laughs> the money. Follow the money. Uh, anonymous yeah. monetization. Yeah. Um, all right, let's switch topics a little bit just to cover one more thing. You're presenting on Friday? Friday, Friday 9 a.m. Uh, Friday 9 a.m. I will uh, I'll do my best to be there. All right. And uh, what do you want people, uh, you talked about some of the things you found. What's the one thing you want your audience to leave with? in terms of a no or go do. Yeah, so I think that the probably the foundational thing that we're gonna talk about is understanding the strategy of your own business, right? Yep. So if I'm inside security and I have something I know needs to get done and I wanna pitch this to management to get funding for it, 
um, you have to pitch it in the context of what your company's strategy is, right? Yep. So it really, I think this is the part that's going to be the hard work. Security people tend to be really good at security, right? And they know that stuff backwards and forwards. But when you ask them how to read a P&L or balance sheet or, you know, look at what's the five-year strategy, sometimes they laugh and giggle. I'm like, oh, it's just a bunch of FUD. Like, no, there's actually good stuff in there. And if you understand how that works, then you can understand how to fit your pitch in the middle of there to follow that way. Yep, right? yep. Makes perfect sense. Uh, I think it's going to be a good session. Uh, I appreciate your taking a little bit of time to chat with us. And I appreciate everyone listening. And don't forget to visit us at fightransomware.com and keep up the good fight. Brandon, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks, Norman and Brandon. That's it from the floor of RSA 2017. And remember to check out fightransomware.com.